podcast people it's your boy Biggs back up in this bitch been longer than the last time I told you I'll be back per usual <laughs> um you know the funny thing is I recorded this damn probably like the middle of May I think so my thought for May was my mom's birthday is May 24th and Mother's Day, and I kept telling you guys that I was going to have my mom on, so I've been saving it kind of for that month. Then after we did it, I was going to post it right around her birthday, and then got distracted, and then I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, um, shout out Taisha at Brigham and Women's, who made the good point that maybe I should actually release it more towards Father's Day, because she knows my mom's single mom, so... Shout out to all the single moms who play both roles. Also single dads who play both roles because we know that can be whatever now. So I was going to do that and I was going to record it last week. And I got distracted with, honestly, golfing, work, birthday party for my boy. Shout out Pence. He's had his 40th birthday on the 15th. We do him a party on Saturday. Uh, I know he's still harassing me to come on this pod, but... Kid doesn't come up with any ideas. Also, for anybody that does think they want to come on, you're more than welcome. Just tell me what you want to talk about. That's all. Don't just say, hey, I want to come on the podcast and bullshit. Like, I'm not going to waste people's time uh, that actually enjoy listening to me with just some nonsense. Anyway, so here we are, and I'm finally just doing the intro for this now. This is actually now the Tuesday after Father's Day. So again, was still behind. I realized recently that I am kind of like a late person so i used to always be punctual on time on time and it's not always that i'm really off it's just i always like like to push it i i feel like you should always be five minutes early but a couple of golf rounds recently i've shown up like right on time which for golf is mad late it makes my boy kevin so aggravated if you're not there like 10 minutes before and then the last time i just showed up right on time i said you know what i realized i think i've become that guy who's always kind of just running a little bit late i don't know why and this just made me think of it again because i've pushed this back and procrastinated recording the intro and stuff and now i'm like oh yeah that sounds about right anyways father's day just passed awesome and just dawned on me now while recording this that it was a year ago that I recorded the first one after Father's Day last year. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back to the beginning where this started. All of my take on my first Father's Day, which was last year, and growing up not having a father, and kind of just what it meant and felt to me, or what I thought it was going to, and then what it did, and shit hit me harder than I expected. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's a good one. Uh, so I've been doing this for a year, but I've also only done like, I don't know, seven episodes. Maybe this might be the eighth. Try to do them once a month. Haven't been good. Then I was going to do twice a month. Once I was going to come on and like catch up with y'all, tell y'all what's going on, talk about current topics, shit like that. And then the other one would be like a feature episode where I would do an interview or one specific topic. That was a great idea. I still like that idea. Just haven't done it yet. Uh, if you guys are interested in more from me, I know one, a couple people have said to me, like, yo, I thoroughly enjoy them, but why do you spread them out so far? And I just burped, which is probably inappropriate. Um, my man Howard Stern does it all the time, though, and it worked for him. So, I don't know, give me some feedback. Do you want more? Do you want less? Do you want more interviews? 
anybody just hit me up. You can text me, DM me, comment on the post or whatever. Um, just kind of curious. I do this for you guys, but also selfishly for myself. So what you say may or may not matter. Uh, but I'll listen. I'll always listen. So, yes, Father's Day. Father's Day weekend was awesome. Um, my girl is amazing. So I had a great weekend. Made me feel special. I will say that this is my second Father's Day. Last year, the little homie was only four months old, though. So it felt a way. This is different. This is way different. He's like 16 months now. And he's just a fucking little person, dude. It's crazy. I went over to see my friend's son yesterday. Shout out to Joey and Megan. Just had their little boy, Tommy, last week. Kid's adorable. And these two are crushing parenting only a week and a half or so in. But being around the newborn with Emmett, like, I don't, you don't, you don't realize how much they grow in that first two years and they don't even seem the same remote age at this point and I remember when he was younger my friend's kids would come and see him and I'm like that kid will never be their size that's going to be so far away and then boom here it is and he was running around their house like a little crazy toddler and being a little knucklehead and just being my son so that was fun yesterday too but it just kind of put it into perspective now that been doing the parenting thing for oh you know almost a year and a half and looking back at the newborn what it also didn't do for those people that continue to ask me and my wife make me want another baby <laughs> i don't you know i'm gonna do i might even do just a whole episode on that this thing where people are so obsessed with another kid on another kid which is fine if you want to have all the kids in the world but to be made feel that having one is like irresponsible or not enough. It's like a wild dynamic. And I was saying to somebody or anybody who actually talks to me about it, it's this weird thing where in our society, it's always about like the next thing and adding more and adding more and never just appreciating what it is. So for me and my wife currently, we're good. Like we enjoy a family of three. That might be weird to some people to have an only child. One, I'm an only child, so I don't find it that odd. I never wished for brothers and sisters. I loved my childhood. You know, and to anybody that's had this conversation with me, I, um, we grew up poor. And you're about to hear how poor when we talked to my mom. And I've mentioned it in the welfare episode. Also, go back and listen to that if you're just catching up now, which was um, some really good information. We were poor, though, and I thought we were like middle class. My son is going to think we're rich. And we're not, you know what I mean? We're middle class, upper middle class, technically, I guess, by the numbers, because the math's actually crazy on middle classes, you know, as a household is like 60, 70 grand, which when you think about that is wild. But anyways, so my son's never going to want for anything. We like the amount of time that we still have as ourselves, but also with the kid. And again, we had a kid later. You know, if I had a kid at 32, 34, shit, maybe even 35, might have squeezed out another one by 40. But doing it at 38, 39, you know, I I was so accustomed to my life, this was just enough change for me. And why isn't that good enough? I don't even know why I need to explain that to anybody. And although, you know what, you know me, the people I don't want to explain it to, I fucking don't, so whatever. But, you know, having that conversation, people are like, oh, you're getting the itch now, you're getting the itch now. And I'm like, nah, like, I'm good. And people are like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? What, is that a problem? Like, where's that rule book that you have to have two or three? Where's the rule book you even have to have one? Some people don't even do that. And that's fucking fine. So don't. 
You know, not everybody is about that life or about your life, right? We're all walking our own path. Now, I digress. Anyways, Father's Day was great. It's just a little different now that he's older than it was last year, and it will considerably change, I guess, year to year as he becomes more and more vocal, his own person. I don't know if he can get more vocal. The kid doesn't shut up. Not words, baby babble, but wonder where he gets that from. You know, looking at him too now, the amount that I can see him and myself sometimes is just so wild. So yeah, I might do a whole little parenting thing and the pressures of it. And then also judging other people's parenting and then like looking at your own and you know, how to balance that and just kind of understanding everybody does their own thing. I feel like there's something there. Anyways, back to my mom. My mom is amazing. My mom is, you know, my world now plus right my wife and my son and my mom but for the longest time my mom was my world uh so i wanted to really take a minute to highlight her what she went through to get me to where i am today some of y'all are like you ain't shit where did she really get you <laughs> but you know <laughs> to me i'm all right and to her i'm kind of everything so i wanted to highlight that and her struggle of doing it the way she did it i don't want to give away too much going into it uh, but my mom's story is wild. And, you know, I know it from living it. And we talk about it. Me and my mom talk about everything. My mom is my best friend. Um, but, you know, to actually hear it and, like, really sit down and go in depth with it was was good. was awesome. So shout out to my mom. Listen to this. Take your time. If you got to break it up, break it up. This isn't a long one. It's only an hour. Uh, it's nothing crazy. So let's uh, get into it. That's it. Here is my amazing, my lovely, my irreplaceable, unique, one of a kind, although unique and one of a kind are the same thing. <laughs> here is my mother. Okay, so I am here this time with probably the most amazing person I know, somebody that just impresses me to a level that um, I don't really know how to always explain in words. Actually, yeah, I do because I'm good with words. <laughs> but, but like, you know, this is somebody that I've known my whole life. That as I was younger, um, I kind of got what she did, but not really. Then as I got older, I got to know it a little more. And then even older into my 30s. And then now having a kid, like, there's a way that I look at her and what she did. And it's just thoroughly impressive. And this is mostly her month. Right, because we're still in May. It's Mother's Day, and it's also her birthday's in that month. And happy birthday again, Mother! So that is who I have here. This is my mom. Mom, say hello. 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 Don't I, make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> I can't promise I won't make you cry. I might make you mad, and I might make you laugh. Right? Like that's kind of the goal of all of this, anyways. But yeah, so um, I knew that I was going to do this episode. When I started doing episodes, right? Yeah. Like it's something, but I wanted to save it for this month because this is your month, and she makes it knowing <laughs> every oh, time. Yeah, so it's like her birthday's the twenty fourth. It's always either a week or two after Mother's Day, so it's always just a celebration of her, which is great, and we celebrate her all the time. But anyway, so I want people to just get to kind of know you, and then. Um, kind of everything you went through to get to where you are and also to turn me into who I am. And so we're going to have a little fun doing that. <laughs> um, and also, 
Linny, who said I don't have enough women on. This is now back-to-back women. I've now had on more women than men. So I hope that makes me woke enough for Linny. Um, but anyways, all right. So, Ma, you're born where? I was born in Brockton, Massachusetts. Okay, Brockton, Mass. And I don't think we're hiding my mom's age, 1963. 58 as of May 24th. Totally. <laughs> and if you guys can do the math as you're counting on your fingers right now, she had me when she was 18. Um, all right, born in Brockton in 63. We live in Brockton for a while. We lived in Brockton for a while, and then we went to Rockland, where yeah. most of our family was. Okay. How old are you when you go to Rockland? Oh, my God. Elementary school, probably. Yeah. Junior high. And I wasn't in Brockton for very long. Okay. And we have three sisters and a brother. We have three sisters and a brother. Yes, yeah. we do. And you're the oldest. Yes. Okay. All right. So, Brockton, we go to Rockland. Um, grandma's around. Real dad is around to start or not to start? Real dad was around for a little while, but he was he was very violent. Ugh. You know, grandma finally left him, okay. and um, that's when she met grandpa. So, <laughs> do, you, do you remember your biological dad? There are some things that I remember that were very violent. Um, I remember seeing him hitting mom when she was pregnant with Uncle Jimmy. That's crazy. Yes, I did. Oh, so, I think I remember that yeah, story. Uh, yeah, he, they were in the kitchen. I think we still lived in Brockton, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Auntie Patty was with me. And we it was very violent. I think Grandma went into labor with Uncle Jimmy. At so you're point. like five. Yeah, probably about five, yeah. Take. Uh, We're very close in age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's five of them, and they're literally like five years apart, yeah. right? Well, it, yeah, so our five, four, three, two, and Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Two of them have birthdays that overlap, and they're one of those twins. Irish like, twins. Irish twins, yeah. yes. Yeah, oh, yes. that's right, that's yeah. right. Um, all right, so that's crazy. Yeah. And, okay, Grandma gets you out of there. Now, she leaves, and you guys are, she's on her own for a bit, or does she leave with Grandpa? No, no, no. We left, and my granny and Grandpa, her mom and dad, had a house in Rockland. And, and that's we took, where we went to sleep. Yes. And, and they we, took all y'all in. We moved into the upstairs place, and we had stayed there, and Granny and Grandpa, my Granny and Grandpa, yeah, your great grandparents, yeah, had a place on the other side of Rockland, but they owned this house. Ah, so my aunt Pat lived downstairs. Gotcha, we lived upstairs. gotcha. Yes. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Now does Aunt Pat have kids? I forget which one. Aunt Pat has Brenda and Susan. That is Brenda and Susan. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. Yes. Now, oh, so you guys all lived in the same house? We did. Upstairs, right. downstairs was awesome. Okay, so how long after she leaves? Uh, your biological dad. I think I said real dad the first time, which is a bad look because yeah. definitely not real dad. Not, not, real dad. <laughs> not, not even close, all. right? Not at all. Yeah. So I don't remember if I said that, but if I did, that is definitely not what yes. I meant. No. Um. It was a couple of years before he met Grandpa. Okay. So it was a friend introduced them. They lived across the street. Blah blah blah. And. Grandpa and um, Dawn became Grandpa. He became my dad. So was Grandpa already living in Rockland? No, he lived up here in uh, Cambridge. Oh, that's right. Cushion that's Street. Right. DPW. He worked for yes. them before he went to Lexington. Yes. All right. Yes. So, okay, so she's on her own for how long? I, I really can't remember. All right, so if you're five, let's say you're five to seven when he leaves, Grandpa comes around like 12, so maybe, shit, maybe like five years. 
maybe I was about seven or eight he came because I think I was 12 when they got married. Gotcha. So uh, okay. I know that they were So 12. not that long. No, not that long. And this long. man, let's pick up Grandpa real quick, takes on <laughs> five kids <laughs> and... Um, that is crazy. Right? I don't want to stereotype, but <laughs> my father is Italian. Yeah. And he met my mom, who already had five kids and could never have kids. And that didn't go over too well with his family. Yes. Yes. I was always told that story. <laughs> yes. And grandma was basically just Irish. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So then we leave, right? You don't want to leave Rockland. I don't want to leave Rockland, but <laughs> Grandpa needs to come up here to live in Lexington because he, he works for Conkin. Yeah. So you move up here at. So then, what age is so, that? You know, so they get when they get married. Are you sorry? When they get married, are you still in Rockland? Yes, and I was just gonna say. So the night. So I was an asshole. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah, the night before their wedding, that they were gonna get married because I knew we were gonna have to move. I went with my friends on a trip, knowing I may not be back the next day. And the next day was their wedding. <laughs> so, Did you get back for the wedding? We got back that night. Grandma comes running out to the house next door. She never told me she might not come back. And grandma's got me by the hair. And I'm like, oh, God. I said, geez. So, yeah, I was a jerk. I was. Um, I was trying to stop the wedding. So you missed the wedding. No, no. Oh. It was the night before. Ah, so you made it back. So we, ah, I made you. it back gotcha. that night, gotcha. but I was hoping. But you, yeah, or you weren't. A, you wouldn't have been mad if you didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. So how old are you at that age? I don't. Twelve. Twelve. Eleven right? or twelve. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So they get married. You can't stop it, <laughs> even though you try. <laughs> right. All right. So then we go to Lexington. Yes. Okay. We go to Lexington and right to Woburn Street. Always that house. Always Woburn Street. All right. All right. Always I lived obviously in remember that house yes. too. Yes. All right. So now this is where shit gets crazy. This is this is where it gets way more interesting to me. <laughs> okay. So thirteen, you get up there. At fifteen, we decide we're out of here. <laughs> At 14, we decided oh, to arrive. At 14. At 14. Because I was there for the blizzard of 78. I okay. remember that. But I used I ran away in between, spent weekends out on the depot in Lexington Center, didn't want to go home. Because, you know, my father, my Don, as yeah. I called him, he was a new dad. Yeah, so the, the of course. Rules. You were rebelling. And you were rebelling. Which is... Completely understandable. Yeah. If you go out Friday night, you can't go out Saturday. you got to be in bed at 8.30. I'm like, listen, I'm in junior high. You're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. Also, time out. <laughs> junior high, right? Imagine that. Like, I was a shit, but I wasn't a shit until, like, high school. You were a shit in high school. Yeah. Not junior high. No, junior high, like, I mean, yeah, you do kind of need rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is people hear Lexington. And they think, oh, well, Lexington. Lexington is one of the biggest drug towns you ever want to be. Oh, yeah. People party. They have yeah. a great time. And I just happened to have hooked up with great people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was basically, like, basically attempted runaways over those two to three Oh, years. God, yeah. Even though you would come back, but you yeah. go, you'd leave, yeah. right? And I'm sure that. At one point, Grandpa just said, you know what? You ain't coming back. That's. You know. So when you finally leave, though, that's like at 15 or at 14? I was going to be, it was probably 14 and a half, 15. So let's just say 15. So now, okay, this is where, this is where like, I know most of this, but like, I 
It's not something that we talk about all the time. So you leave. Where's the first place that you go? Like, who do you go stay with at fucking 15? Like, well, you have to remember back then we used to go roller skating at Wallex all the time. Okay. Every Friday night, I would go to Wallex. I had a very, very good friend named Sonia. Yeah. I We were just best friends. And when I left... I said, I can't go home. I don't want to go home. I need a place to stay. She took me to her brother's on Child Street. Yeah, of course. 15. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Where else in Walt Disney would you go? Here's the, thing. Here's the thing. Like, as we say this shit out loud, and I'm listening, <laughs> and I know the majority of it, it sounds crazy. All right, anyways. So we're 15, leaving Lexington, staying at a friend's brother's place yep. on Child Street. Yes. yes. So that's the first place that we go. Yes. In... At that time, and I don't know if you can remember, did you know you weren't going back? No, I did not. Okay. Wasn't so, until I, well, we'll get to when I was 16 and arrested. But right. anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's a point in time where you're like, I'm running away, but like maybe eventually I go home or whatever. So how long do we stay on Charles Street? So we stay on Charles Street for a little while. It was a whole different world, a whole different environment than I was used to. I would think so. Uh, yeah, it was not something I was used to. <laughs> nope. I had guys hitting on me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But her brother would say, anybody touches her, I will kill you. Yes. She's, and I remember because he said she's 14. Yeah. You cannot touch this child. Yeah. So, and probably really would have killed somebody. Yeah, he probably really would have. Okay. So <laughs> he was very protective, so I was okay. And then they were getting evicted, and that's when she introduced me to her sister, okay. who was with Frank. And I moved in there, and they had four kids, and in turn for me staying there, I babysat while they worked. Ah, okay. Yes. And that is now her current husband, which is eventually (laughs) There was no hanky-panky back then. Yeah, right, right, right. Of course, (laughs) she always makes it a point, and I actually genuinely believe that. Um, All right, so around 16. So, what? all right, the first time you get arrested at 16 is for what? Oh, we were roller skating. So I was with your father, and we were roller skating at the Wait, wall. Wait, so when did you meet my dad? Oh, uh, probably when right I was 16, 17, yeah. yeah. Okay. We were roller skating at the wall. Somebody caused some trouble. We were getting into a fight, and I went to punch Mrs. Hamilton, who ran the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I looked down, I had a handcuff on my wrist, uh-huh. and I was being arrested, and off to jail I went. And they called Grandma, and they said, well, we have your missing daughter here. And she said, no, she's not missing. She doesn't want to come home. She's on her own. So, yeah. Yeah. That was about the time that I said, well, it has been over two years, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't know. And, like, the time you're gone, do we know what efforts they're making to find you? Well, since I found out at the police station there was... A missing person. Ah, That's how they knew who I was. So they gotcha. called. Yes. So there was a missing person gotcha. report. And yes. So they knew. That. I'd be interested to, to know, like, from that side of it, like, what they did for those couple of years that you were gone, like, trying to figure out. But you know what? I think I was saying to Aaron, like, you know, technology was different back then. So, like, to find to people. Calls. Yeah. And, like, to find people who might know something. Like, you wait yeah. for the newspaper to find out what's going on. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's TV, obviously. But, like, that is... Yeah, you just can't, like... 
reach out and find someone. Yeah. That's why I was always surprised that you went to Waltham because I'm like, how do you fucking know anybody in Waltham? But going to the Wallace, that makes but you sense. you have to remember too, it wasn't grandma and it wasn't grandpa. I was a jerk. Oh my gosh, 100%. And I did not want to live by rules. Yeah. I did not want to be told what to do. I mean, I mean as a parent. I was a single parent. She raised us. We did whatever we wanted. Yeah, and as a parent, you know, because of this shit, when I was a knucklehead, like, at a certain point, there's just only so much that you can do. Only so much you can do. Yeah. Only so much you can do. So, so it's so. like, I'm sure, you just usually hope it, it's later than 14. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is so true. You know what I'm saying? That like, so that's true. like the goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. my son now, like, I know he's going to be a dick for like a span. I'm just hoping it's from like 23 to like 28. <laughs> No, you'd rather have them be a dick from 18 to 23, and then they come back. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 18 would work, because I want him to be more of a dick when he's not living in my house. Right. That's go. why I was thinking that's that, true. you that's know true. what I mean, a little later. But yeah. maybe he's a dick while he's yeah. at college. Would come yeah. But they, we're all, I think that age is like, just whatever. Um, yeah. But you have to so remember, too. You can so... just open the door, kid. <laughs> my wife's trying to, like, sneak around and not be heard, but she knew I was going to say that anyways. So, yes, you can open and close the door. Yeah. And now she's cracking herself up. <laughs> So um, when I was at the police station, yes. though, the police didn't want to let me go because George, his yeah. four brothers, and his cousin, and his dad. So you have six black people who are picking up a white woman who's 16. <laughs> they were like, nah, bro. <laughs> They're nah. like, are you sure you want yeah. those with And maybe in... What's the problem? That's my boyfriend. Yeah. Yes, that's his family. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure everything's okay? And, and I, I don't know why they're questioning me. Yeah, because this is like 79, though, so like this is crazy. Yeah. Like in the late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, George's brother, uh, Ronnie, he turns around he says, Donna, they're questioning you because you're white and we're black. I said, really? What? I was yeah. very shocked because I don't see that. So Well, you were on Child Street for two years, so yeah. clearly. <laughs> so they didn't want to let me go at first, yeah. but they did because mom and grandma and grandpa said that I yeah. was on my own. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, so that's around 16. So I don't come until you're 18. So you continually like date my dad that whole time. Yes. Um must like break up and like fight with him though, right? Oh, I fight with him all the time. Yeah. I put him in the hospital. You know, there was a couple of fights in between. There, you know, he cheated. Blah blah blah. You know, the same old, same old. Yeah. So then one day I just kind of kicked him where it hurts. Yeah. Put him in the hospital. Almost ruptured him. <laughs> I wouldn't have been here. No, you wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have been here. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have been here. You almost took me out before I had a chance. (laughs) Luckily, it was like a bunch of other million sperm and not me. Um, All right. So then now we're dating for a couple years. Now, you're still staying with Frank White and Teresa at the time. No, at this point, I was living with George and his family on Newton Street. And I was living there. Okay. And then when you came along... Now, before that, too, like, are you working from, like, oh, God, 15 yeah. to 7? Yeah. Where? Because st- you could work on CEDAR. It was a CEDAR program, so you could work at daycares, and you could uh, work here or there. Of course I was working. Yeah, Burger that's why I assumed. King, I guess my, my question was just, I guess, doing what or whatever. Yeah. Um, at that age, right? Like, yeah. I know once you're 17, 18, but, um, okay, so, you, but you don't find out about me until when? <laughs> you, I... Well, you would do. You've told well, me a couple different things. July, so. July, August. I found out about you. It so. can't be July, August. It's got to be June, July. So I'm in October. So that means you're pregnant since like January. Well, you have to realize that I did a lot of drugs. Yeah. I did a lot of alcohol. Yes. I still had my monthly friend. Yeah. 
And Wait, I, but how were you still getting your period? Probably because I was on drugs and drinking. I have no idea. So, you know, the doctor's like, yeah, you're pregnant, but I think you need to sit down because you're a little more than a month. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Because you're about six or seven months. I said, yeah, bull crap. That's, no way. I That's don't even crazy. understand that. Or maybe I just didn't want to know I was pregnant. Kind sure. Kind of locked it out. Sure, sure. Yeah. And look, and here I still am. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you find out and like... Is my father, I have this fucking thing recorded forever where I keep referring to him as my dad as my father and I'd rather not, but it sounds childish to say like the sperm donor, but <laughs> like he, what, George, actually I might as well just refer to him by name, but then that's confusing because my name's George. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I just went, I got lost for a second, but so he, he finds out and he's what? Like, are we happy? No, he's not happy. You couldn't have been either because, like, you well, were kind of. I was only seventeen. That's and what I'm saying. Eighteen. I no, wasn't. You, you don't know, have to apologize yeah. for it. Would but you? I would never change anything no. because as soon as I found out what I was pregnant, I stopped drinking. I got my own place. I moved out, and I ballooned up ninety pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, so you get your own place without him? Yes, I got a room over on Robin Street. On Robin Street. Yes, I ah. did. Yes. There's no Airbnb and you could like rent a room? Yeah, you could rent a room. Yeah, They'd have a whole like house and we used to rent yeah. out just a room and that's oh, where that's I crazy. was. But why not a place with him? Because he was a jerk. Okay. <laughs> that's just what I'm asking. Yeah, no. So like at that point, is he going to participate? No. He... Like, so he tells you, I'm not taking care of that kid. You're... George had not nothing to do with you at all. When you were first born, he came to the hospital, I think, once. But he just wasn't dad material. Well, no, I get that. But I, I'm just trying to figure out if, like, he told you that. Like, you're like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, so what? Like, was that the... Or- he, his, his words were, really? I said, well, I'm telling you I am. So, yeah, really, I am. And I think somebody told him because he asked me. I didn't uh... tell him. And, and I think it was Kendall. Okay. And I just said, yeah, I'm pregnant. He's like, really? I said, yeah, really? And yes, it's yours before you ask the yeah. next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... And then after that, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to have nothing to do with this. And then... No, my choice, George, I walked away. So you were like... Because right. he wasn't father material. Uh, he wasn't grown up. He didn't want commitment. So, so you I leave, left. And he doesn't necessarily try to... No. Stay in touch at that point. No. Okay. I just... But then he finds out that you have me. Because... Yes. And somebody must have called him. Because somebody told him. Nobody, he didn't, nobody texted him. No. <laughs> 1980 fucking one. You know what I mean? Like, so... So he had found out. He comes to the hospital. Yes, he did. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So he comes to the hospital. And he leaves. Okay. Now you take me home. And he's just not around. He is not around. All right. So this is where shit gets crazy to me. Because I just did this at like 38. And you're 18. In a room on Robin Street. I was, at that point, I was still in the room on Robin Street, and then I left there, and I moved back in with Teresa and Frank. Okay. All yes. right. All right. Now, because uh, that, that was my question, like, on Robin Street. Like, you don't have Google. Who's telling you how to take care of this kid? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But as again, as somebody who just did it, like the thought of that at eighteen is wild. <laughs> we have to remember, dear, you were you are a very good baby. You slept, you ate, you gave me a hard time. 
you didn't cry all the time. You, you know, so it, I was around kids too all the time. Yeah. So eventually you're with Teresa and Frank. That makes sense to me, right? Teresa has kids like that. Yeah. So now there's like some, so I'm just thinking that initial time when you're on your own. And that is why I was like that. Like who helps you? Just, again, like we needed help when we came home. <laughs> and we were like 38. That's what I'm saying. There's two of us. Yeah. It was just you. It was like, all right. So you eventually move in with them. Now, in this time, like, this is what I'm saying. Do you take time off from work? I can't take time That's what I'm saying. No. So when do you go back to work after you get out of the hospital? Like two weeks later? No, no, no. Three, four months. Oh, okay. And then that's when I went to Zaya's. Gotcha. And and back then, they they would daycare, kinder care on Main Street. They took kids at, like, four, five, six months. All right. And so, so what are you doing for money, though, when you're not working for those three months? I actually are you able to was, like, I did collect wealth. So yeah. there is something to collect. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So if you have a kid and you got no job, all right, that you are yes. able to get some sort of assistance. Yes. But it's probably not much. And I had and to I, fight for every single dime. And I think that me. that is true. And if you go back and listen to my welfare episode, which was I don't oh. know, three or four again, I did actually talk about. Yes. All the different programs. Yes. But anyways, okay. So you move with them, and then I'm in daycare, and now you're just working nonstop. So I think I'm just looking for, like, this... When do we go back? We go to Grandma's for a little bit before the projects, right? We did. We went to Grandma's for probably about a year in between there. So I'm like I four or five then? I remember why. Yes. Yeah, no, like maybe that. three or four. Because I think we moved into the projects when I'm like five or six. We moved into the projects when you were getting into kindergarten. So you were still going to kindergarten. So I was commuting back and forth on the bus yeah. from Lexington to Waltham, bringing you to daycare and going to work. So crazy. Yes. yes. So crazy. So let me get this straight. You take the bus to Kindercare. Yeah. Drop me off. No, 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 no. I take the bus to the Common. Yeah. I walk, walk to, to Kindercare. Then I walk to Zia's on River Street, and then I walk back to Kindercare. So what's and a- then I walk to the Common and get <laughs> to get the bus home to Lexington. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of walking. So for all y'all parents out there right now that complain about shit, <laughs> just like think about that. For a second again, uh, because it makes me feel like I can never complain about anything where I take my kid to and from. <laughs> that is insane. So you have to realize the common kindergarten used to be is yeah. with post office. Is. Yes, yes. And then from the post office, I walk to where Shaw's is. I should say So, all right, for people that don't live in Waltham, yeah. which I, I think thousands of people yeah, listen yeah. to this, so maybe millions. So, um, <laughs> but like you know, Lexington itself is probably you know five, six, seven miles, depending on which side of Waltham you're on, give or take. But once you get to the common, it's probably a half a mile to Kindercare, give or take, and then it's probably yeah. a mile, a mile and a half yeah. to where theirs was, which is where Shaw's is now. So that just gives you a little idea. Okay, so. Every day. Right. But that's when we go to Lexington. So, but before that, we're still, when we're with Teresa and Frank, where are we? They lived on Prospect Street Ave. Prospect Street Ave. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So we're there. Then we're there for a couple years. Yes. Oh, wait. This is what I meant to tell you. This is what was good. So I'm born. You decide to inform grandma anyways. <laughs> and how did we go about that? Say that again? After I'm born, you decided to tell grandma. Oh. Uh- yeah. And how did you decide to tell her? Wasn't very nice. So I, so I mailed his birth picture 
And I said, congratulations, you are now grandparents. <laughs> Guess what he is? <laughs> because, you know, well, I was a jerk. I was a jerk. <laughs> and so even though she didn't finish saying it, so she's like, so you are now grandparents. Oh, and he's black. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, guess what he is? Black, black. Spanish, or white? I said, your choice. Oh, ah, okay, that's what okay. I said. Circle one, send it back. Yeah, I was like, you just said notes. I love that. That's hysterical to me. Um, all right. And then between sending them that and moving there, how do we then get to a place where we're able to move in with grandma? I don't exactly okay. remember why we moved in with Grandma. I think maybe because Teresa and Frank were moving, or there wasn't. But how did? When did you start talking to Grandma again for that? Even oh, to be Auntie an option. Linda found me in Waltham. Uh, Auntie Linda tracked me down. I think it did. was right after I sent the picture. Yes. Of you. Of course she did. And yes, I, of course Auntie Linda uh, did. Auntie Linda tracked. I think Auntie Linda and Auntie Kathy, but I know it was Auntie Linda. Uh, she tracked me down. How she found me in Waltham, I never actually knew. Yeah, but she was the one who found me. I have to ask yes. that. All right. So then we end up communicating, whatever. We go back there while we're waiting to get into the projects. Because, oh, and this is what we talked about in Welfare, too, and I and I said it in the episode. I just always knew that we were on welfare because I had food stamps. But I didn't know you got paid for babysitting people in food stamps when you watch other people's kids. I did foster care. Foster care. Yeah. So I thought they were ours. But then I was doing the research, explaining to my mom that the housing assistance was still a form of welfare. Right, but that was like section eight, so you got to wait on a list. You do, yeah. So I filled out for housing when I was pregnant with you, and it took us five or six years to get into the project. That's crazy. So that's how long the list was back then. So I don't even know how it works now, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't imagine it's much different. And I'm trying to remember what I read at the time. But for again, all you people that think welfare is like fun and easy and like oh, it's not. That's quick thing. I mean, I always tell people, anyways, with welfare, like if you think they're living their best life so lazy, stop doing what you're doing and go live their life. See who's is better. So it's like it's not really a fair comparison. But so we wait to get on that housing, and then I think I told that's this story in the welfare one too. (laughs) You try to get food stamps anyways, I did, and they tell you you make like. Eight dollars too much. Sure, I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they basically were like, "Make less," and you were like, "No." And there goes that. I told her a few words. And so, and this is what I also say too when we talk about like the amazement of you is like you didn't abuse the system, you used it correctly, and then you got off it. Like, if you couldn't get housing though, you would have been in a really bad spot. So, like, you were at least able to get that. So, what do you pay for rent then? When we live in the projects, or you do, or was it rent free? No, it was uh, by your income. Yeah. So it was like a hundred and something dollars a month. Yeah. And every time, the more I worked, it did go, go up. up. Yeah. But you got to remember, even two hundred dollars a month is better than spending twelve hundred dollars a yeah. month. Yeah. So, no, no, yeah. no. Of course, of yes. course. Yes. But again, and it's not still nothing, right? Right. For people that think that all Section Eight is no. just free, it's mostly no. reduced, and it is usually based yes. off of your income. Projects or income. what is, yeah. Yeah, now they do it in different, like, complexes, yes. too. Like, yes. a lot of places that build these nice complexes have to guarantee a certain amount of Section 8, yes, and they, they can do. get, like, better tax yes. breaks than anything. Yeah. Anyways, we digress. So, we move into the projects, and 
this is like where I kind of start remembering stuff. Um, a little bit living at grandma's. I, I used to remember grandpa making me like scrambled eggs with um, ham and standing cheese. Standing up on the stove. Yeah. With cooking with I vaguely them. remember yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything prior really to grandma's. I really yeah. don't. Some people say they have memories from like two years old. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of mashups from probably like four-ish. And then like as I get into the projects... That I'm starting to remember. And then I'm probably like five. Yes. Right? Because you were in kindergarten. I was, about, I was in yeah. kindergarten or about to go to kindergarten. And my birthday's late, so it was the next year. So I was yes. probably almost turned. No, no we went then, early. You went early because yeah. back then you were able to so go. So I started at four and yes, then turned you did. five. And you turned five. Okay. All right. So this is your long, crazy day. What type of hours are you working at that time, too, where you're making this Oh, commute? my God. You were like able nine to, to five be at kindercare like... kinder until 6 o'clock. So when you were in kindercare, which you were there till you were in kindergarten, so I'd drop you off at 7, pick you up at 6, would have our little family dinner and time and home, whatever we did, yeah. and then in bed, and then start it all, Do it all over, over again over the again. next day. Shit. And then, okay, so now... It gets a little easier in the projects. It a little bit easier because now we're in Waltham. Yes. So the commute is like way less. Still had to walk because we didn't have a car. <laughs> right, but no. Also, and then I'm in kindergarten. I'm taking the bus, so you also don't have to take me to kindergarten. So that's good. No, you did kindergarten in kindergarten. Ah. You did first grade at Plimpton. That's right. Yes. Okay. So by first grade, things get a little easier. Uh, they were a little bit easier. As yes, far as the were. commute goes. Nothing yes, was ever were. fucking easy. No, but never like, easy. But yes, but that's easier because now getting on the bus, you're able to go to work. I would come home on the bus yes. and go to somebody's house or whatever yes. until you get home. Yes. Until, and this is what I try to tell people, until probably like second or third grade, I would go home, let myself in, snack, little something to eat, go outside and play with my kids. And then you'd be home yep. by like 5, 5.30, whatever the time is. You know, so I would have like a couple of hours. You had a couple of hours to play. And the one thing where we lived in the projects was at the end of the, the Hanson Road. And all the parents, yes. they watched each other's of course. kids. And what I used to joke is it was a circle. It was it a dead was, end. Yes. And I called it a circle until I started to meet like white people with money. And I heard it was a cul-de-sac. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, I grew up on a call to say. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. I told that joke bad times. But I don't give a fuck what you say. That shit's still funny. <laughs> that shit still hits every time. Every time I say it, that shit makes me laugh. And I was like, I live in a circle. And they were like, you called a second? I was like, a what? I was like, damn, you people yeah, come. Yeah, we're all the houses for, are the same. Yeah. And they're all next. Yeah, that's yeah, where I live. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that gets a little bit easier. I'm in school. And so now you're still at, you're at Zare since. Oh, my God. I was there in 81. Oh shit! So eighty one, eighty two. So that was your first job, and, and you were there I was till there AIM shut down. Till AIM shut down in two oh two. All right. Okay. All right. So let's yeah. um. All right. Let's progress. So we get through that now. Oh, from your point of view. All right. So my dad, this dude, um, has hit another one of his kids of multiples. He got like twelve, but he's got six with this one lady that. Was when do they move into the project? So here's the thing, and again, you've probably heard me talk about this. Uh, and if you haven't, the first episode, Father's Day, thoroughly entertaining, in my opinion. Um, go back and listen. So they lived in the same projects we lived in. Now, were they together in there before their first kids born? Like, when did they live in there? Like, I think they always lived together after. 
I think on Charles Street. So in that span of like us living with Teresa and Frank, going to Lexington, coming back, is he already in the projects? I never kept tabs. I can't so really you tell know. you. I don't. But have when we get there, idea. when do, when did you notice that? Like, oh shit, he lives up the street. When everybody started telling me, uh, I said, "What do you mean he lives up on Dermody Road? What are you talking about? Yeah. Who? What? Where?" And then they told me, and I said, "Ah, we'll never see each other," and we really didn't. When they were up there, is, I mean, you know, which is wild. Like the projects ain't that big, so that's a funny like thought process. I mean, you probably saw the kids more than I ever saw. Of course, of we went course, to school together. You all well, went to school together. So, and here's the thing. So, my the oldest one of their kids, my sister, is only seven months younger than me. I just found this out like five years ago. Um, that's I, how I found out he was cheating on me because she was actually born. On my birthday. Yes. Yeah. She's a wonderful person. Yeah. She's awesome. No, yeah. It's nothing to do yeah. with them. Yeah. No, nothing to do with them. Agreed. But now, so they live up the street from us. And again, from people that don't know the projects, PHP, shout out if you're listening. You know Dermody Road and Hanson Road. Most people don't. So the projects has like two entrances. One of them's at a lower level of a hill. One of them's higher. And then up on that top of the hill is kind of where they lived. I mean, probably still less than a quarter mile. Like you could climb up a wall and oh, you were yeah, like you in their backyard. Them. Probably could see their door from right. But house. then they move into the cul-de-sac. <laughs> I love the cul-de-sac. Yeah, That's right. awesome. So then they move into that. So how old am I at that point? That I think we're there a couple of years. Like we're oh, there for we a little bit. We were there until you were in seventh 12. grade. I was twelve. Yeah. I left when I was twelve. So I actually, you were in Plimpton still at that point, right? I think so. Is that when he came up to you to introduce himself? Uh, no. And oh, I don't okay. even remember that. I remember... So, what I remember about him... But I digress. So, I think if we move in there at five, I want to say they were down there about like nine or ten. Probably because they needed a bigger place. And that was right. a bigger place. Yeah, because I think there was already... Maria lived there with Carlos. Oh, they, okay. they, they, She got their place. I think at that bigger. point they had already had two or three of the kids. I think, yeah, maybe four... Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much older I am than like yeah. the third and fourth one. Yeah, I, but anyways, I don't know. So they move in there, and like that's wild to me. So I remember, like I remember seeing them there, but I still don't remember like the full interaction. I think I just pretended they like weren't there, <laughs> like they didn't exist. People would ask me like, "Oh shit, like that's your dad, right?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." And like, "Is that your brothers and sisters?" And I'm like, "Nah." And that's like a whole nother thing because I was just like, fuck off. Well, that was about the point where he was down there. I think he was standing outside. He came up to you and said, do you know who I am? And you said no. And he's like, well, I'm your father. And you came running in the house. Because I never badmouthed him. Yeah. I never said anything bad yeah. about him ever because it wasn't my place. Right. And you came in and I looked out the window and I said, yeah, it is. Right. And that's, that's why. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it wasn't my place to say anything bad about him. I, I mean, mean you find out for yourself. More credit to you for that. I mean, no. not all people are the same in that regard. So, yeah, so that's really only like, and I remember he, I remember what would make you mad is like he would take them to like the store and shit. And I would like get jealous of that. And you used to always tell me like, be happier that <laughs> that he's not here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as you got you'll older be better off. And you met him. I said we're better off where we are. Yeah. You know we. But you, you know, know what though? I honestly only remember like about five interactions with him, maybe give or take. Like I, that's the only memory I really have. I have a memory of him, like. Yelling, you yelling at him out like the window of like the bedroom, 
being like, get out of here. I'm going to call and the it, police. And him being like, I want to see my son. And be like, you were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I remember that a little bit. Then I remember when he came in. So, okay, so how old am I when you decide, like, oh, maybe he's, like, not that bad? Maybe he's changed. You fell for shit, man, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. But you were young. But I took him back once. Right. And I said, maybe he's changed. Let's get... Because I never heard rumors. I didn't know what was going on. Nobody ever... I didn't care. Yeah. So I never heard all the things he was into. Yes. I never heard any of it. So at this point, you're not particularly partying like that anyways. No, 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 no. No. Nope. Right. Okay. You came right. along and I changed everything. Yeah. You know, as you got older, well, that's a whole different that's, story. Right. <laughs> we'll dip into some of that. But, you know, I remember just like... You know, I remember drinking and stuff. And I remember the parties like this movie, Men of Society, where like all of us kids would be in a room playing video games while y'all partied and if we want anything we'd have to yell out the door like yo can we get some juice and then someone bring it up it's like no matter what you do don't come out this door don't come out this door but at that point I'm a little bit older but anyways okay so the first time you decided to give him a shot he robbed us yeah yeah but how first old am I damn I'm trying to think so that memory I have yeah I think well you had to be probably eight so I had that radio yes. so again told this story on the podcast about Father's Day my mom lets him come back in he's there for one night I remember he makes um breakfast for dinner which I thought was like the illest shit <laughs> Like, I was so shocked. Why don't you ever do this, Myron? I'm like, uh, Yeah, you? I'm like, yo, my, my dad is so cool. And my mom's like, yeah, but you're alive. <laughs> you're welcome. And again, it's one of the things that I notice, like, as I get older. Like, what a little shit that, like, kids don't even understand what you do to, like, Not keep them alive. Not even idea. Oh, so ridiculous. So I remember him making that, going to bed. Then I wake up, and I can't find my little TV radio. And I tell you, you tell me if I lost it, you're going to kill me. Then you notice some shit missing. Then you're like, oh shit. And he hadn't come back. So that memory I have distinctly. Yes. Like, you know what's fucked up? That is probably my most distinct memory of him, like, at all. Like it's him robbing us. Great memory, right? Right? Like, uh, right? Like, that's probably, that's probably, like, the most yeah. impactful thing he ever did in my life. Because anything other than that was no more than, like, five to ten minutes. If that. If that. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, I stupidly, you know, figured maybe he has changed. But, I mean, she lived right there. I lived right here. Should I? Yeah, why not? He's probably changed. No, not at all. They never change. They never change. And he goes back to her. He does go back to her. And then they have, like, more kids. Yes. He went back to her, and we called the police, and I wouldn't let him in the house. He came down to Zaz. Why can't I come in? I'm like, if you don't get out of here, you will be arrested. Get out. And my best friend at that time took me out, and we hunted down all the stuff he stole. Uh, Remember you? But not my TV. Exactly. We got got everything else back. Everything You got your radio, your chain, and then we never got my shit back. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I'm pretty sure that's scarred me mentally for a long time because like (laughs) that's probably part of the reason that like i hated him and hated my brothers and sisters even though they never did anything to me they never did it and i have a better relationship with them now not as much as i would like that's actually something i would like to talk about on this but i'm figuring that out um but yeah so that that is just like what i remember yeah okay so let's get back so we're going through that um elementary middle school you're still working and then in middle school you you tell us we're moving i hated you i know but like how did you figure that out so are you saving money i had money saved but 
Tina and Kenny, who became my best friends, yeah. moved to Alder Street. Yep, yep. And they lived two houses down from us before that in the projects. Right. And they, uh, Tina knew about an apartment across the street and just said, Donna, it's time. You've got to go. And we got the place. And now how did you afford that? And, and this is where I think we're missing, which I always kind of forget about. There is some drug dealing going on in here to compensate some money. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Can I be incriminated for what I did? No. I think think the statute of limitations are way over. It's like fucking 40 years. Selling cocaine 40 years ago is not getting anybody I I dealt coke back in the day, but you had a roof over your head. Yeah. No. And this is why. And this is why when I joke and I always tell the story like not knowing how poor we are, like I always had the illest shit. So like, yeah, no, I would never like, I don't know what I would or wouldn't do to make sure Emmett was all right, depending on what my options are, right? A 16-year-old or 14-year-old runaway, single parent, no high school diploma, grinding, working 40 to 60 hours a week, trying to get by, like, I mean, what the fuck? Got my GED in between. Yes, you did. Went yes, to school. Did. Yes, 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 yes. No, yes. I'm not saying that. But yes. I'm just saying, like, like, everybody thinks that, like, oh, just pick yourself up by the bootstraps. But, like, you were working. I was working. And, like, you were working poor. And, again, that's the welfare thing. That's what I try to say about, like, there's people that are working and are still below poverty. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't work 50 hours a week and not, like, at least be poverty. Like, below it. Still below. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, so, no, I would never question that. But it appears you were saving that money, I would think. I was saving right. that money. So, here's the thing. Because we were not going to be project people forever. Yeah. I, I just couldn't do that. Right, so, my mom doesn't get canceled. Like, not that project people are bad. But oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. God, no. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Like, but we weren't living there forever. And, like, you always told me, you knew if I went to high school there, shit would have been different. Yes. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. Not that the South Side was much better, but it was different. Yes. It was different, right? So, um... You, well, that's where you met all the friends you have now. Right. No, no, no. no. I agree. Except Abby. Uh, yeah. No, I hate you and Ashley and Precious. Yeah. Like, they're, they're probably though. I mean, Ashley and Precious are the only ones that, like, from the projects, like, I'm still super, like, yes. close with. I mean, the other ones I see, but I don't, like, stay in contact with. Um, but, anyway, so, you're at least saving the money. I mean, I sold weed for a long amount of time, and I didn't save any of it. So oh, no. I saved right that there. money. That yeah. went away because I knew that we were going to move. And, well, you know, just... Believe me, the projects saved my life. If I didn't have them in there to live there, but I didn't also want it to be... Where I grew up. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. So the projects are just um, an example of... Poverty, right? So, like, why would you... you? Nobody wants their kid to grow up no. in there, right? Like, you want to provide better than that, exactly. right? And you always want to do better, right? Yes. Like, shit, I live in an apartment right now, and I'm like, to me, a house is providing better. So, for you, the projects was better than a room on fucking Robin Street. Or living with grandma and grandpa. Or right, or on your own. Or living with Teresa and Frank. Exactly. I mean, you know. And then, and then, your own apartment yes. was... Above that. Yes. Right? So, like, you're always striving to do better. To say you didn't want me to grow up in that environment is like, of course not. No. No, people want their people to have the best shit. Their kids exactly. to have the best shit and the best opportunities. Yes. And you felt like I would get better outside of there, which is not wrong. Right. Right? Right. So, we move. I hate you. Well, no. You sell I a couple some... eight balls to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? That was a good deal. Yeah, it? of course. But you have to remember when we were moving, I promised you you could still go to Kennedy. 
Oh, and you then, lied. Yes, oh, yeah, I did. Lied. Yes, I did. I was salty. And then we went there salty. and I said, so, George, there's your new school. Yeah. Well, that's not Kennedy. You lied. We moved to Alder Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. forgot you lied to me. Yeah, you were um, pissed. Oh, I was pissed. Well, so here's the thing. Like, Waltham, for y'all that don't know, it's like, not a huge city, but fairly big. It's like 60,000 people. But there was two different middle schools. And both projects went to one. The other one didn't have them, but again, the other one had the cell. Well, sign what on. was the one central? There was Central Kennedy. Central was South. gone by the time I'm in middle school. Oh, okay. they have McDevitt now. Now they have three again. Oh, okay. But okay. Central was gone by the time I went to middle school. Oh, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. Well, that's why I went to Kennedy from the projects. Oh, that's right. The projects would have went to Central. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So yes. I was at Kennedy for like a month, which was yeah. another middle school. So when I went to South, I knew nobody, nobody, and at that age, at twelve, that is life. And I was like, I hate you. I hate you so much. You're such a social butterfly. Ah, I knew you would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we're good. So in this time, you're still continuing to work till Ames. At Ames, you're continuing to grind. Um, well, so at now, this point, I have to stop dealing. Yes. And I, well, I actually have So somebody, you stopped dealing before you leave the project. I had to because somebody came and told me that my house was being watched. Hey. So, and it wasn't the local police, basically, is what they told me. Okay. So I stopped. Ah, no okay. more, nothing. And that's when I was still at Ames and I had to get a second job. Oh, where was the second job? Burger King. No, still 24. That turned into Tedeschi. Yes. Oh, shit, that's right. So now you're working two jobs. Yes. To afford the apartment. Yes. Holy shit. This is what I'm talking about, people. If you guys think you're grinding, you're not really grinding. (laughs) She's doing days. And so, like, how many nights would you work? Uh, Three? Three or four. And then there was a time I think I was working at Burger King's. I do remember Burger King. And Ames, so it was like a combination of, and every place I worked was very flexible. Ames was always during the day, and the other two were nights or weekends. So I had three So you do Ames, you come home, we have dinner, you go to work. Yeah. And I'm like 12 to 13. That's why when people are like, kids can't stay home, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I mean, how else would, there was you no other option. You were babysitting foster kids. That's it. what I'm saying. When we lived in the projects, Cassandra. Oh, You used right. to pick her up all the time. I know, it was a whole nother thing yes. I didn't even mention is yeah. that you fostered kids like yeah. two separate times. Yeah. Mostly for the money, but we helped the kids too. Oh, we always helped the yeah, kids. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. you took on Dennis yeah. and Cassandra. Yeah. And then crazy ass Brendan. Brendan. Brendan was crazy as shit. <laughs> That's when we're on. That's when we're on all the street. Yeah. So yeah. So you're working all these hours, and I am like watching a seven year old. Yes, you were. Yeah. Oh damn! That's why these kids. You know what? I'm not one that says like these kids are soft, and I think it's mostly because the parents make them soft. But like these kids are soft because at like 13, I'm watching a seven year old while you're working three jobs. <laughs> so again, people listen to this. It's crazy. So again, like parenting now, like I just don't even. I can't even fathom that. Like, that kind of grind is so crazy. It was. And this is why I talk about, like, how impressive it is. It's, like, it's mind-blowing for, like, what you may not have in um, education or opportunity or whatever. Like, you made foreign drive. Like, one of the hardest working people I know. Like always had to make sure you had everything. Like, that's (laughs) so crazy. And that... But in between that time, too, you got to remember we had Auntie Linda, Auntie Kathy, Auntie Patty, Auntie Kathy who bought you things, Auntie Linda who took you everywhere, Auntie Patty who used to take you on the weekend. 100%. So, I mean. There's a point. 
Yes, and you had help. Yes, we all I have did. help. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I did have help. Yeah, so no, no, I never meant to say yeah. that you did a, alone, because even grandma and grandpa, like that, hundred percent, ninety percent, I did alone. Sure, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, and Auntie, like so, in on, you know, specifically Auntie Linda, she had me doing shit I would just never do. Oh yeah, like she took me every, and even that, like as you get older, you start to realize, like, so my aunt is only fifteen years older than me. That's it. So when I'm like 12, she's only 27, and she would take me like everywhere. She would take me skiing with her friends for the weekend. She took me to Disney. Disney. Yeah, like she took me everywhere. She was like this 20, she was late 20, early 30s nurse that like didn't have any kids at the time and like treated me like one of her own. Yeah, and no, that's no. why you thought we were middle class. Yeah, I, 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 yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So between the early drug deal and having like the flyest Jordans and like Ewing sneakers and shit, you, you people, if anybody young as listening to this, you don't even know what Ewing sneakers are. But hopefully, you know who Patrick Ewing is. They're the hottest shit. And Larry Johnson's, they had React yeah. juice. There was like little juice in them. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, no, no, yeah. So not to say you didn't do it alone, but like just the grind in general, right? So like even if. Auntie Linda's taking me after school one night or doing dinner with me one night. So you, like, you're still just working and working and working and working. Like, I don't know how you didn't lose your shit. Couldn't lose my shit. I had a kid to take care of. And in between all those three jobs, I also went back to school and got my high school divorce. Yes, which you did. So, which you did. Yeah. I remember your graduation yeah. for that. Oh, all right. So here's my question. My mom got nervous. I was going to ask her about sex, and I'm not. And... In a sense. Thank you. So, but what what I'm curious is, so I only remember, besides before Frank White, one person, one dude. I remember Victor. Is that his name? Really? That's the only dude that I remember you, you like. You know who that was, right? Ever dating. It was no. Maria's brother. No. I don't know. That's, that's the only person I remember you dating, yes. ever. So my question is, not so much sex, but like, so were you just not dating? And, like, it was just me and the grind? Or were you just not bringing anybody around? I didn't bring them around. Ah, okay. It wasn't appropriate. That makes more One sense. One night stands are not appropriate yeah. to introduce my right. kid to. That, no. I, right. And that makes sense. So I guess that was my only sex question. It's like, there's no way you're not having sex for, like, 15 years. So, like, that was the only thing. There was a dry spell there. Sure. But no. I'm sure. Yeah. But then, you know what? No. I do know some other people who had kids young and, like, that does become your only focus. Yeah, it does. So, like, that's just distractions. Yes. And, like, you stay locked in. And I think it's unfortunate because you miss out on, like, yourself. Nope. My but, rule of thumb was they never come home with me. They never meet you. Yeah. And so, Victor was the only one that I authored. Yes. Remember. And How I funny had is that? him for a while. And I think that's why. So, that's what I mean. Him. So, like, yes. I, like, I remember he was around for, yes. like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was. But that was it. That's yeah. it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you remember Frank? And I'm like, I mean, a little bit, but not really. And you're like, all right, well, we're dating. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and like two years, then like a year later, not even, you're like, oh, he's moving in. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, we're about to get married. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's a two-year span. But like, honestly, I mean, <laughs> me and Aaron were like quicker than that. So whatever. And you guys are still married and Frank White is the fucking man. Shout out Frank White. But okay, so... I think the other thing I want to get into, because I could talk to you forever, right? <laughs> and I got to get dessert time before my wife kills me. Um, like, I guess, so there's a point, and mind you, while you're raising me like this and with help from the family or whatever, I'm a really fucking good student. I'm a really 
go quote unquote good kid. You were right, like through middle school, get to high school, shit goes left. Well, I have to brag because you were in the United States book of honor roll student for four years in a row. As a matter of fact, you hated the picture that I had sent in. And then you get up to high school, and I don't know what the frig happened to you. 11th grade, you just completely... So I'm in five honors classes freshman year. Oh, my God. And I think I'm out of all five by, like, third semester. Oh, at least. I just wasn't doing shit. No. Like, I didn't care. I, I thought the kids were geeks. I wanted to be, like... Popular, like I was just more concerned with that social, and you know what? It wasn't drugs, right? We were talking about this the other day. (laughs) I didn't drink until junior year, I didn't smoke until sophomore year, but I was being a dick, sober, straight edge freshman year. (laughs) So, I guess what I like, and, and I don't know how you could encompass it, but like as you start to see that turn happen, like what does that feel like from your point of view? At one point, I knew it was going to happen. I expected it to happen sooner than what it did. So I was kind of shocked. But another shout to Frank. If it wasn't for Frank, he probably would have been dead. Because he held me back a lot. He's like, Donna, he's in 11th grade. Leave him alone. He's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Frank, he shouldn't be doing this. Where is he? Why is he? I used to make him take me out in the car to track you down. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what happened to you. You just became this whole different person I that I did not like. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, for oh, myself, God. like, and this is why, I, this is the next fucking thing I need to do. I So therapy I've been to, right? And it was never about us. It was when I got robbed and it was about gambling. But you end up talking about everything when you go. Um, but never really got too deep. I'm watching this show now called Couples Therapy. Y'all should try it. Um, it's on Showtime. But they do like psychoanalysis. Oh, they, yes. You told me about that. And they yeah. really dig deep. And I'm like, I, I think if I could like point it at myself, I think it was just still the hurt and pain from like the lack of my dad. Right. Which sounds ridiculous because, you know, you gave me everything you could and family did, too. But I think there was just this this rebellion that was like bound to happen. And like when I got into it, like I just didn't give a fuck. Actually, I think there was just a point where like I just didn't care. And I don't know what that's about. Oh, my God. But you do remember that me and Auntie Kathy found my real dad. Hmm. And that was a whole shit show. So, and yes, and because we know, found out, but grandma never bad about them. I remember him hitting her and beating her, but when I did meet him again, I was like, what? and then we couldn't get rid of him. Uh, we had to call grandpa. Yeah. So I remember going to breakfast to meet him. Yes. And this is a funny yep. story that some of y'all may know, but I'm going to tell it because I pretend like a million people listen that don't know. I did a report in like fifth grade. Uh, it was a nationality project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did it on Sicily and being Sicilian because my grandpa, who's not her biological dad, was 100% Sicilian. So I thought I was Sicilian. No one ever told me this wasn't my actual grandfather. This dude was never spoken of. And then eventually my mom tells me we have a, a chance to go meet her biological dad. And we're going to have breakfast. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we go, whatever, whatever. And he's there. And I don't remember much of it. I remember leaving. But I remember leaving and being like, wait a second. <laughs> So, Mom, who was this guy again? Yeah, and Grandpa's not my grandpa, and that dude doesn't look Italian. And like, no, he's like 100% Irish. And I'm like, wait, so I'm not Italian? And y'all were like, well, not technically. I go, technically? 
Y'all let me do a report. I stood in front of a class of people and did a report on Italy and being Italian. Like because a crazy in person. Our family, there was no such thing as stepfather, steps, kids, step grandparents. It was just straight out. Yeah. You, Yo, know? you know what's funny too? I'm just thinking about this. So that's like fifth grade, so I'm probably like ten or something. Like, so that's nineteen ninety-one, right? And there's this, and for all y'all that don't know me, like I'm fairly dark for being mixed, right? <laughs> Which I don't know if I said in all this, but my mom's white. So like I don't know if people know that or not from this conversation. But anyways, um, a 10-year-old kid in 91 standing up in front of a class. <laughs> Proud as can be. I remember. Wearing like an Italian flag. <laughs> brought an eggplant parm. Yes, you did. <laughs> Speaking about what it means to be Sicilian and doing a report on Sicily. I don't know if that's an SNL sketch or like something, but that's fucking hysterical. But they didn't know if I was Italian. No, but so. even still. But like just the image of it. Yeah, like, like kids that didn't know me must have been like, what the fuck is going on? Who's this kid dressed in an Italian flag? I do remember that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I digress from that. I forget how we but got But the, the reason why I went back to that is because even though I knew what my father did to my mom, mom never, my mother never met Oh, yeah, so you're saying that's why you never So, you know, you not knowing your dad and... No, not, you never talked shit about him. No. Ever. I mean, you just, and you never said anything to me about how much it bothered you. Yeah. Until you got older. I know, I know. I, I don't think I, I don't, word. at that age, I don't think I knew. I think I was just angry, but like, I was never angry. No. Right, like I was just, a happy kid. You were always happy. And like, but then my anger... Expressed itself in like an ass, and like, and if you start talking to people that knew me in high school, I was a dick. But like, that's because I thought I was the shit, and I was probably hurt, and I never let anybody hurt me, and I was always gonna hurt people first, and I was always gonna be the loudest because you're gonna pay attention to me because my dad never did. Like, probably all of that. You succeeded is, very well. <laughs> yeah, but probably all of that like plays into that span. So, high school basically falls apart. And you're literally watching your son that, like, you put all this work into. This is what I think about now when I'm going to fucking strangle Emmett. <laughs> like, all this work that you put into me and, like, everything you did for me. And you, like, you got me out of where I shouldn't have had success to a point going into high school where I had the opportunity for things that most people that came for me didn't. Walking into five honors classes. I saw a college go right down the tubes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you walk five honors and you're thinking, like... This fucking kid is super smart. If he keeps this up, like, I may not even have to pay for college. It might not be some big Ivy League, but whatever, right? Yeah. Like, what I always say is, like, you know, with sports and athletes, too. Like, even if you can get somebody to pay for you to go to D3. Like, if someone if someone can pay for you to go to a small school and you can go for free coming from nothing, like, that's crazy. And so, as that's happening, like, you're also still keeping a roof over my head, working crazy. So, like, it's hard to wrangle that in. And you probably, and I wonder this, if you ever thought about that, there's probably part of you that never pushed too hard because you didn't want me to run away. Exactly. Think I about that. I never that. thought about that. I was just going to say that. I said, George, if I push too much, you might have run away. And so you probably had this thought in your head that like, that's why it was always still overly loving. You know, I was just saying to Andy Linda today because I knew I was going to do this. And I'm like, you know, let me take a moment just to tell you, we we're talking about something she was doing for Brian's graduation. Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Auntie, like, you, 
Joe Hogan, I fucking hate you, but sorry. He texted me the other day about listening to the last episode, and he was telling me that, like, <laughs> he was like, you do say like too much stuff. And he goes, I don't know where I caught it. He's like, but now that I caught it, it's the only thing that I hear. And I just said it, and then he just slipped into my head. So fuck you, Joe. He, he just threw me off. So I told my aunt, I said, Auntie, you guys came from, like, this broken type of household, and you're a great parent. And I don't know how often you're stopped and told that, but like, I'm going to tell you, you're a great parent. And my mom, like, you guys came from a house without a lot of love and you guys raised kids with so much love. You know what I mean? It's, it's this like really weird dynamic. And that's where as having a kid, another thing that I continue to see. So that's why, and I told my, I told her when I had Emmett, I think for the first month, I don't know, every other day or like three times a week. No, well, yes, <laughs> but I called you and just would apologize. Yes, you did. I was like, I'm so sorry I was such a dick. Like, you, dislike again, you kept me alive. So I would, I would look at this three-month-old as a dad now, <laughs> and I could picture him being me later and being like, you got no fucking idea what I'm going through right now just to keep you alive, and you're going to be a shit? 15 years from now, I'll strangle you. So, so college looks like it's slipping. No, college it, it looks slips. like it slips. It slips. It's gone. So, yeah. So, I'm rebelling, whatever. And that's why. So, by the time you get a new apartment, you tell me we can keep it. I'm probably like 20, give or take, something like that. Yeah, I think you and Kevin took it over or something. And me, me and Kevin Kevin left. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, now, while I'm li- now we're not living together. And this, so, again, I just want this from, like, the outside view from you. What? So I'm selling weed. I'm into a whole bunch of shit. I'm going to Middlesex though at the time. So I'm quote unquote in school. I'm um, and I actually did really well at Middlesex. Uh, obviously, I'm super smart for y'all that don't know. I just like I said, dicked around in high school. <laughs> actually, I'm probably gonna tell that story eventually because high school was I was just a piece of shit. But I had a great time. So what? Like, what are you thinking then? Like, do you see me quote unquote getting better? Do you still think I'm going down this wrong road? No. I get arrested I a handful of times. I didn't remember, though. I didn't know about all the arrests. No. Yeah, until you your friends told me. Yeah, you didn't have to. Though. No, I didn't know. any. Uh, there was a lot of the arrests I didn't know anything about. But when you started going back to Middlesex, and I thought you were living on your own, you were doing very well. I thought things were going to turn around and be better. Until you said you needed money for rent. <laughs> yeah. I needed money for food. Uh, but that's what you do as a parent. You yeah. just do no, what you have you to do. No, you were always there. Yeah. Now, I think when you were about maybe 20, 21, maybe 22, I did finally say to Frank, I don't think I have to worry about George. He's going to be fine. Because you would get yourself into some trouble, but you would get yourself out of trouble. At that time, though, I didn't know how much drugs you were really doing. Yeah, but honestly, at that time, though, I'm really only selling and smoking weed. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I did ecstasy yeah. for a while, like I said, yeah. like from high school no. to like 20. No. Um, I never sold anything higher than weed. Um, yeah. And then when we got robbed and shit, like shit got crazy. Yeah. Um, so that changed your whole outlook. Oh, yeah. yeah. At that point, I'm like 24, 25, yeah. and I'm at least not selling weed anymore. And I didn't smoke for a long ass time. I have to tell that story, too. We talk like um, PTSD and trauma and shit like that about being robbed. But, um, yeah, so what are you thinking then? I tell you the first time I get robbed, the second time was the scarier time when I was in Randolph. When you got jumped in Boston? 
from the the gold chain? No, 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 no. That was different. I ended up. I think I kicked that kid's ass. No, 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 no. We got robbed on all the street. Like people came in with guns and like robbed us. So you might not even know that. What? Um, yeah, but that one wasn't really a big deal. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one wasn't a big deal though. It was like on some shit. I can't. I don't know that I never told you that. But. I got robbed again when I was living in Randolph. That one I knew all about. Yeah, that, yes. that one was crazy. So at that point, I'm probably like 27-ish. But I guess my question is, it's like there was a point in time where for whatever reason that you still saw me, you were like, he's going to be okay. I he's did. Gonna I said, he's going to be fine. He's going to figure it out. He'll be fine. I always thought that Only too. because I knew that I drilled those work ethics into you. I drilled in being a good person. You were a good person. You would just oh, yeah. surreal for a little while yeah. and then you came back over. Right. And, and, you know, and I think probably, I don't know if it was when I came, um, no, it wasn't when I came back to live with you. I don't know when it was, but probably like in my early 30s, and I always tell people this now, I'd always say, like, there's a span of my life where that, like, I wasn't the person that you raised, but then, like, I was. And then you were. And now, like, I 100% am. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know, I mean, I know how great I think I am in general, but, like, you know, there's just things that, as a parent now, I feel like I do with my son and for my son, that all comes from you. So it's, like, this is now like yeah again the shit you were drilling in my head when i'm like seven eight nine ten that's what i'm like you know that time's important and like some people go left and maybe they don't make their way back and my left wasn't ever really i mean it wasn't really that bad i don't want to make it sound like it was nothing but like you know i like drugs were like i never it wasn't that bad right gambling was bad but that was financially bad you know what i mean like right, i gambled right, like a right. mania but again at that point i'm like really in my early 30s and not really around you, just asking you for money and to help me out, which you yeah, always did. All the time. And money you didn't even have. It's crazy. <laughs> but you have to do what, what I always used to say to you growing up, you have to do for yourself. Nobody's going to do for you. If you want things in life, you got to get it yourself. That's what, and I was talking to Auntie Linda today again. That's and I was the saying, way it is. <laughs> and I was saying that, like, no matter what you got, that's one thing that you guys have, all of you have, is like a work ethic. And that eventually when it clicked in for me and I at least started working, I was still dicking around, but like I worked and I grinded. Oh, you and worked. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I still do and continue to do. So that ended up being what I said down to Linda as a parent for her with her kids and as you a hundred percent, you broke like the cycle. Like it could have went the other way. You know what I mean? You yeah. could have been uh not loving like you guys were just so loving like you're such a loving mother and that's like anything i do with emmett now and people say you know you're great blah, 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 whatever like i don't know I, this, that's just where i came from and like explain to people how you're my best friend i don't think like i don't oh, fucking like again i don't know that every relationship is like that but again you know we're only 18 years apart Exactly, exactly. So again, yeah. people, let's do math again. You know, you're 37, you have a fucking 18-year-old. Exactly. That's crazy. So think about that. Emmett's 15 months, you're 40. So when you're 58, he's only going to be, yeah. you know, so, I mean, there's that huge, it's That's huge a lot different. different. A lot exactly. different. Exactly, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I really wanted to ask. I mean, I mostly just wanted to have you tell your story because it's super interesting. I wanted to, there's some stuff that like, you know, we always talk about, but like, I always forget. Um, 
I think Erin asked me something before, but now I can't remember what it was, and she's not in here. Um, but, you know, the other thing, like I said to you, even at the beginning, I, I just think that there is no way I could truthfully do something like this and talk to people and about people and about myself and not include you, you know? Like, it's just, it's very inspiring. It's, it's genuinely amazing. You can't it's, make me cry. There's not, I'm not trying to make <laughs> But there's just not enough words for, like, what you did. And this is just a small snippet, you know, I mean... All those stories can probably go off in another tangent for an hour apiece to really explain what you did. And it just, I'm grateful. And I, and I this is my way to say thank you is to tell everybody how amazing you are and like how you're my role model, like at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, you know, people can, people's role models might think, oh, she has her GED. She didn't do this. She didn't. But like, this is why I want people to hear what you're really about. Because right, people see it from the outside and just think you're X, and you're so much more than that. So that was kind of that. And then I also, like I said, I wanted to know just what you were thinking at these times where I was just like, <laughs> I just wanted to strangle me. <laughs> and we could do a whole another episode. Wait, on that. we had a good seventeen year run, and then all yeah, of a sudden I was like, you got to crazy. be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know this dude, and then you know what happened. But you know, even at fourteen, when I left my home, everything that I do now is also family related. You know what I mean? It's family. It's grandma. Yeah. It's my aunts, your great aunts, your grandma, your great grandmother. I mean. Everybody worked. Everybody took care of their kids. Yeah. So it was something that was instilled in us. I mean, the day that I moved on to Child Street, I could have taken a whole different turn. Yeah. I could have just. But the hard work was instilled in you guys, but not the other stuff. No. You, like, still loved and, like, yes. expressed love and yes. showed love. Yes. And that's why I easily do it so now. And, again, like, part of the reason that I'm able to be as, like, confident and expressive as I am is again because of you you always gave me space to express myself always 100 percent. yeah and I'm you, sorry everybody who knows George <laughs> yes some people, some people Kevin, Jay, and, Ryan yeah. I apologize some people may not enjoy that all the time but I think for the majority of the time they do because that's why they're around and the same reason people listen to this but um yeah let's just kind of end it there I don't know if there's anything else you want to say I can continue to like speak about how great and amazing you are but you know, that's, I think that's a great and amazing parent is a great and amazing son. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it works both ways, yes. you know? Well, thank you so much for everything. I all love right. you. Thank you I for doing you. this. See, that wasn't that bad, right? No, no not no. at all. That was, I nah, the, that's what I said. I'm not, it's like, like a conversation. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. out here to like figure about your whole entire sex life. So it wasn't <laughs> any of that. But um, all right. Thanks, y'all. Okay. Now, all of you guys that think parenting is hard, which it is. What do you think now after listening to that and <laughs> doing it at 18 on your own, running away solo? You know, what still hits me hardest is her daily commute when we lived in Lexington for a year, you know, bus stops, walking, drop offs, pickups, walking back like that shit is wild. So anytime I get, you know, aggravated with the little homie or parenting or it feels like you've been doing it too much or it's stressful which it is it all is 
and not taking that away from anybody and all of our challenges are our own challenges so you don't have to compare them but for me with that being my mom to realize in the manner in which she did it like yo that shit is crazy right like i never wonder about where like my next meal's coming from you know i don't have a million dollars shit i don't even have a home yet still working on that by the way which is another episode coming up with like home buying and finances and shit too but you know i don't worry about shit that she probably thought about like i tell my wife sometimes you know we gotta stop and appreciate if we need diapers we buy diapers if when he had formula we needed formula we bought formula you know we didn't have to worry about if we buy formula will we struggle with groceries or the rent or, you know, just different things that my mom had to balance. And again, we're not rich, but like, you know, it's just this whole nother dynamic of stress added on, which parenting in itself is stressful. So again, thank you for my mother. Shout out her again. Oh, but I forgot to say in the intro real quick, just a lot of dynamic about me and my mom when I told her I was going to have her on. She's like, yeah, yeah, of course, no problem. Obviously I would be there for you. Uh, then she says to me, but I'm not talking about sex. <laughs> that was like the first thing she said to me when I said it to her. And I was like, yeah, I mean, sure, maybe not, but like also maybe, and we kind of did, but nothing crazy and explicit. Like I said, she was comfortable with all of it. You know, that's just kind of, uh, how we get down. Cause she knows what I'll ask her, but I said, I'll ask what I'll ask you answer what you answer. Anyways, she did great. Um, absolutely love it thank you again mom for coming on guys thank you for taking the time i will be i'm gonna say sooner with the next episode but don't hold me to that just just listen whenever they come up or whenever you get the chance people that keep telling me sorry i haven't listened sorry i haven't listened like listen whenever and if you care you will if you don't i mean i don't know we all got shit going on i think it's good content most people come back with it uh it's just something fun that i like to do but listen whenever you can uh, the one thing I will ask, per usual, go to Apple, subscribe, rate it, review it, leave a comment on my post, my post on the gram, comment on that, get that activity going, that algorithm, like it, save it, share it, all that good shit. Uh, at least we'll have a few people listen. And thank you again to everybody that listened. Ooh, so the last episode, actually, real quick, was the one with Darcy. Yo, y'all smashed it. You loved it. Darcy. Thank you so much. You did so good. It's reignited this friendship between me and her, which is amazing and also like hysterical in all ways. So thank you for her taking that time. Guys, thank you for listening whenever you do. And again, mom, I love you. Thank you for being such a good sport. Guys, until the next time, which will hopefully sooner rather than later, I'm out this bitch. Holla at your boy. Hit me up. Hate me. Love me. Whatever. Let's go. Thank you.